Hey, everybody. Hi. My name is Brace Harris. And I'm Victoria Fenton. And this is... The Unveil Podcast. Podcast. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode seven. I hope so. Yes, yes. I think so. Excellent. Yes. I can count. Right. He can be taught. <laughs> Just about-ish. <laughs> yes, episode seven. And we have now actually launched our podcast. So clearly we recorded a load of episodes up front, as people, listeners will know, given mm -hmm. that they've now probably, at the time of recording, we have four episodes out. So it's interesting because we're now getting a lot of really positive feedback, which is nice. Yes, very, very good feedback. Yeah. Like more so than I was expecting. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, okay, well, we're going to have our, you know, yeah. our friends Family. are really going to like this. Right. And then it's like friends of friends of friends are like reaching out and they're like, hey, love what you guys are talking about. Yeah. I love uh, the subject matter. I love you guys' energy and uh, like... The relationship uh, on the air. Are you able to say I on the we, air? I think we will. Because we're anyway. not through the airwaves <laughs> per se. Anyway. Ish. Um, but yeah, so it's very exciting. Yes, and it's, it's interesting actually because we were just talking before we press record that like the conversations we were having. We have done so much in the last nine weeks, Bryce Harris. We have like literally changed our worlds. <laughs> yeah. Because I've only been here nine weeks today. Mm -hmm. um, and we have shifted so much. So a lot of people are like going, oh my God, I hope this goes well for me. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's completely changed. That's not the way it is anymore. So just to give everyone a bit of a personal update, our podcast is obviously out. Our business is now formed. Our website is almost built. Mm -hmm. um, and I am going to be applying for a US business visa. So mm. that's the visa update. I cannot remember which podcast episode we spoke about me like illegally marrying somebody. <laughs> but that no longer needs to happen, guys. We're all good. Like, yes. She's so, going to get much more picky, everyone. So you missed your shot. I really am. Yeah. Um, she says. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, well. Oh dear. So yes, so the visa situation is is happening, which is great. Mm. Um, but the other interesting, the most interesting thing that makes us really laugh about the feedback that we have been getting is that like a couple of people independently said to me in particular, I don't think you're getting this feedback, but yeah, which is in, and it plays into uh, everything that we're going to talk, talk about, about today. today yes. Yeah, but it's so I've been getting the oh, we thought you were just lying and that you and Brace were actually in a relationship, but you were lying about it. <laughs> I was just <laughs> which is like okay, I, I think it's the whole kind of like. Why did you trek halfway across the world from South Africa mm. to be with a guy for business? They people don't didn't understand that there was a kind of business thing and a friendship and a like a soul level friendship and mm -hmm. they cannot separate soul level friendship from soul level relationship, I guess. And it just has been so interesting because I'm like Or it's mm. not that they can't, it's that perhaps it didn't enter the right. mind that that may be a more natural way of doing things than well, then we get into to nature gotcha. itself. Yeah. So I will backpedal off of that one. <laughs> um, but it's it's been wonderful because, you know, I think very highly of Victoria and everybody has seemed to think that she thinks extremely high of me. <laughs> and I uh, take that as a huge compliment. Right. So lots of love to everybody out there. <laughs> yeah, Brace's ego grew like massively in the last week. It's just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but it's just it's just fascinating because I suppose it half did occur to me that people would think that just yeah, because I mean right yeah but you know <laughs> yeah 
there's there's no need to think that, guys. But it does bring us into the topic of today's podcast mm. because we have a very interesting relationship because it is super balanced and it's super um, well matched. But everything that we do is very rooted in the kind of masculine and feminine dynamic that we have. And it's an interesting one. And I thought we could do a podcast exploring masculine and feminine dynamics because mm-hmm. for some of our listeners, this will be like, oh, yeah, no, all of this. This is kind of like archetypal stuff that they get because that'll be the coach models and the yeah. coach people in the yeah. world. But there will be loads of our listeners who'll be like, what? Is there a thing called masculine? and fe- mm-hmm. What is masculine and feminine dynamics? What, mm-hmm. Why does it matter? Mm-hmm. You know, and... It is an interesting topic about which there is, it, it can be very simple, but there's actually quite a lot to say, particularly given the way the world is and the way society is. So I thought it would be an interesting topic of conversation now that it, the world is very clear that you and I are not in a relationship. Well, great. And, and I think, you know, what is masculine and feminine dynamics? Right. And so... To answer that question, Mm. it requires kind of recognizing that we're not talking about gender, we're not talking about sexual preference or orientation, we're not talking about um, anything to do with a man specifically or a woman specifically or any of the non-binary fluid gender type things. We're Mm -hmm. not talking about men and women, we're talking about masculine and feminine. And that means that we're back in energy and archetypes. And I, my brain seems to live in archetypes. I see everything in terms of archetypes. But masculine archetype and feminine archetype are two very distinct energetic realities that are designed to interact perfectly. And their flow around being one thing and another thing, which we'll get into in the course of this podcast, is very much designed to perfectly intersect and to complement and support the dynamic of the other energetic. So it's become super popular at the moment because there's a lot of talk, depends which circles you're in, and obviously we're very kind of echo chamber into the coach world, but there is a lot of talk about sacred union couples at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's interesting because, (laughs) like, what is a sacred union couple, Bryce? Exactly. Exactly. And I don't know that anybody who's in a sacred union couple knows that there's a universal definition. They've just got a lot of individual definitions. Got it. Well, uh, I can give you my definition and please feel free to uh, adjust where necessary. Nuance. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Thank you. My nuance. Um, So in a sacred union couple, it's um, people that have chosen to be together, but they work on their inner growth Mm -hmm. together, Mm -hmm. that is a lot of what their relationship is based on. Mm -hmm. And they lean on each other for support as they grow together. Yeah. I think that's a pretty perfect definition. Great. As far as I'm aware, I'm not in a sacred union couple, so I have no idea how it kind of works. But Mm -hmm. I think it is... It's interesting because it is very much, in society particularly at the moment, it is very much romantic and intimate relationships mm-hmm. because people choose to do life together. And as they do life, these people who are who tend to relate to being in a sacred union couple, part of their life is constantly being devoted to their inner growth and their personal evolution. Yeah. And so choosing to do life with someone, if, you've, if you're that kind of person, you're going to kind of need to be with that kind of person. Yes. Because it, you, you can't do this stuff... In, as the only one in the relationship who's actually doing it. I right. have not seen that work yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in, just using myself as an example, I don't mm. know if you would define uh, my wife and 
mine yes. relationship uh, as sacred union. But you know, my wife is a is a counselor. She's familiar with this work. Yeah. Um, she is all in when it comes to or when it came to me changing my life, transforming my life, mm-hmm. which takes a lot of patience, especially from someone who has kind of been in the work a majority of her life. Mm-hmm. And um, I had been in it, but not in the same way. Mm-hmm. And just having her support in that, being able to talk to her, to discuss, this is what I'm going through. Oh, I cried for 15 minutes in your arms the other day and you didn't even flinch. Yeah. Uh, because she knew that something massive w- was shifting sure. within me. Yeah. And so, yeah, would you define that as sacred union or is so, it? And it's interesting because I probably wouldn't put you guys in the same category as the sacred union couples that okay. I know. Yeah. Partly because they are almost committed to doing transformational experiences together as well. Got it. And maybe that's a layer on top. I don't know. Got it. Okay. But the thing about what you've just explained is it's a perfect reflection of having that energetic support whilst you are doing the inner work. Because Mm. if your wife was in a space of like, well, just get your shit together and man the fuck up, which she would never be, by the way. But like, if that was the kind of attitude you wouldn't have had the latitude to completely alter. No, it's detrimental to the relationship. Well, and your own personal growth. Right. I mean, if that kind of message is, is what you're being given mm-hmm. or are receiving from someone, you know, whether it be in a relationship or a <laughs> or family member yeah. or, or a, a friend, a number of things, mm-hmm. then there is an opportunity right there <laughs> to step back and really look, hmm, what is this... Where's what this is coming the, from? Yes. Mm-hmm. What is this dynamic that is showing up? Mm-hmm. And, and and I think the 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 strength of your relationship is demonstrated by the fact that when you guys met, you were nowhere near this work. Right. As you've kind of moved through your own personal challenges through those years, mm-hmm. um, in the jobs that you have been doing, and then finding this work and going through the huge transformational process that you have. Your wife has been super solid throughout that and let you transform and supported every second of it. And also, very specifically, and just to speak about our relationship as well, been so in support of you having me in your life and all of that kind of stuff. Yes, absolutely. a testament to her strength and just centeredness in who she is and you and who you are, which allows me to be an addition into your kind of business world Mm -hmm. and we get to have our friendship and our relationship and I get to have one with her as well. Exactly. Which is awesome for me. (laughs) We all win. We all win. Look at that. Yay. So it's, it's, um, whether you would put that into sacred union, I think probably the word sacred union, I don't know why we need it. Like there are couples who like don't do their work together and there are couples who do. And if that's, what you guys are, because you are, then yes, there's a there's a, a beauty in that kind of supportive relationship. But I don't know. I don't know how um, you would refer to, well, think of your relationship in terms of masculine and feminine balance. Mm-hmm. That's a, a question. I mean, if you want to share, I'm mm. really aware that we do, just because you're the one in a relationship, we don't actually <laughs> need to use your relationship as the testing ground for this whole podcast. But. Well, no, I, I like it. And I think it's, it's kind of a, a good... Uh, um, proxy yeah thank you see got my words I love it um, yeah it's it's really good for for uh, to use an ex- as an example and 
there are things where I get maybe a little toxic. I, I say maybe a little toxic. Oop, <laughs> there's a little Freudian. Yeah. Um, and then vice versa. Yeah. And it's like, okay, where's the toxic masculine coming through for each of us? Yes. Where's the toxic feminine coming through for each of us? Yes. And then where is this really healthy masculine and feminine and then energy coming through and how does that balance with the other person and is the other person able to see the situation for what it truly is be like okay this i know brace well enough yeah he's got a little there i go again he's got toxic masculine coming out how can i meet that with this gentle beautiful healthy feminine energy to basically soothe that beast yes and bring me down to where I'm in my window of tolerance thinking yes. clearly once more. And then it's, it turns into a, a beautiful learning experience, which she helped me get to without having to force her hand at all. Right. She just flowed. Mm. And it's, it's great that because it's very common in relationship for toxicity to meet toxicity because you both get triggered and you're both like playing off against one oh, another. Yeah. And it just becomes That's where that. the battles. Yeah, exactly. And so the the I mean this is skipping ahead to the end of the podcast and the what you can do section um, but ultimately meeting any toxicity with the healthy balanced opposite or even the healthy balanced same energy and that's speaking more as a coach like if I've got a client approaching me with kind of these toxic masculine behaviors or toxic feminine behaviors sometimes I counter it totally and like move myself into the energetic that is absolutely the opposite, the opposite. Mm-hmm. and the healthy opposite sometimes I meet them in the dynamic but from the healthy perspective of that energy yeah. and that archetype and it I don't know how I make the decision I genuinely don't but somehow I it just happens organically which is an interesting thing to sort of double click on actually because for me I've just said I step into the masculine or I step into feminine or it's like is I'm not fixed in one area because I'm a woman I'm going to be feminine um and nobody is everyone has a balance of both of these archetypes male or female we all have these characteristics and dynamics within us that we get to play with yeah and the more that you play with them, the more you can see, or well, I uh, play with them even in relationships, the more that you can see how to uh, raise or lower yeah. what you're putting off. I, I don't yeah, 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 necessarily yeah. have, the, or what you're putting off that helps balance the other individual. Because, right. you know, whomever you're dealing with is going to have, again, their own circumstances, their own way of viewing the world, their own uh, strategies. And the more aware you are, the more proficient you are at meeting them Mm. where they need you to be. Basically, if they're coming with toxic, they're asking, they're like, I need this in return, whether they know it or not. Mm. Mm -hmm. And And to be super clear as well. We'll come into this when we talk about the healthy versions, but it's not just toxicity that needs to be met with something. Actually, the the wounding that we all hold like I'm a big believer that we absolutely all hold wounding from not just actual traumas in our life but you know being incarnated on this crazy planet actually is a a wounding process because Mm. we're separated from 
the unity of consciousness, if you want to go that meta on okay. it. Um, but that wounding, that pain, that sense that we're not quite whole, we all carry it. And we all carry it, which is why we get into relationship, because we are trying to be met. We're trying to be held by another energy. And sometimes we all experience a trigger of that wounding, and it, it's just painful. And in that vulnerability and pain, we need to be met with the healthy alternative energy. So in that vulnerability of femininity, say, for example, when there is wounding, there is there are tears, there is deep emotion, <clears throat> the masculine is there to protect and support and hold and really be nurturing from a healthy perspective. So it's not just toxicity that you balance with the energy. Right. It's also just healthy, normal expressions, which is a funny thing to have um, experienced in my life. I've experienced a lot of toxic masculinity. A mm. lot of women have. Um, and... I've experienced, in particular in recent months, really healthy masculine and really that supportive masculine where I don't have to do everything and be everything. And that's a really interesting thing which we'll come into in a, in, in a minute. But we're talking very high level and theoretical. We need to sort of break down yeah. what is healthy and unhealthy masculine, feminine. What what does... And, and I prefer to use unhealthy, actually, rather than toxic. Toxic? Toxicity has its own kind of connotation yeah. like energy that comes with yeah. it or yeah yeah no i like that so the unhealthy masculine what would you say for that in terms of characteristics unhealthy masculine oh my goodness it's uh you know power is you know where it's at you know you have to be you have to dominate yes. uh being like this lone wolf i don't need anyone mm-hmm. thing i can do it all by myself mm-hmm. um you know Aggressive for aggression's sake. Yeah. Um, and if you listen to our podcast on anger, you will hear where some of that came out because, um, not that we were angry, just to clarify, <laughs> we talked about aggression and anger and well placed anger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also feel like there's, so just to back up one second, all of the characteristics that we talk about in unhealthy actually are just extremes of exactly what's healthy. So aggression, when it's used to protect, particularly protect the female, is absolutely healthy masculine. Yeah. But aggression, just to be aggressive, not really, uh, it's not really that yeah, healthy. Yeah, to throw your weight around. To have that ego boost, to yeah. feel feel like the man. Yeah, walk around with a chip on your shoulder, like, I dare you. I yeah. dare you to knock this piece of wood off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, ooh. Yeah. You need, you need a hug, son. You don't need a... <laughs> You don't need a fight. You need, you need a, a hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and all of the competitiveness. Like, we're, we're actually dropping in in the way you're kind of acting, modeling it. Mm. Okay. Fine <laughs> arts degrees and all that. Um, <laughs> but you, I mean, it is that, it's a brusque energy that actually is doing it out of weakness and fear much more than out of solid and safety. Yes. Out of weakness and fear instead of solace and safety. Yeah. That... I think, in a nutshell, is exactly what masculine energy can be, whether yeah. it's unhealthy or healthy. Right. And so as healthy masculine, it is a lot of the things that we do think of as masculine, but it's also a lot of the things that we have spent trying to brush out of society. So masculine energy is quite predatory. It's quite domineering. It's quite um, confident. It is very much that sense of... Um, pursuit it's a very driving energy but it's not driving for drive's sake it's driving just to be here and present and alive it's very 
you know, forceful as an energy. It is the creative. It's the creative impulse, and yeah. it's not creativity soft flowy because that's much more feminine, which we'll get onto. But it's the creative impulse. It's the power behind it. And the thing about masculine is it has to give. If you think about it, do and we are right back at sex here. It's like. It has to give. It is the man who gives and the woman who receives. That's just how dynamics work. And women are such receivers. And it's so funny because women tend to be the givers in society. But actually, we really want, as women, to receive. The femininity is all about being given to. And it's really funny, actually, because... And I didn't say this to you, but I will... Sorry, Brace's wife. We are kind of like talking about you a lot, but I'm going to go back to <laughs> no, her. No, it's ex- it's great because we're going out for dinner tomorrow night, and we've just been exchanging texts to work out where we're going to go and what time, and and it's we are both very similar in like we're both whatever suits you. It's all fine. You you choose whatever, and we've like literally just spent a long time texting back because we're so accommodating to this kind of energy. So it's just funny because. We give, and like it's a very interesting dynamic for women to get into their healthy place of receiving. And you know how much difficulty I have receiving. Yes. What? And also, like your wife does too. Like I try and give to her. Yes. Oh my goodness. She does, (laughs) babe. I love you. We love you. But like receive, damn you. (laughs) (laughs) But she, you know, what's great about her? She would be the first to admit. Admit it, right? Yeah, because I'll, I'll like. You know, go to her and I'm like, let me love you. And she's like, I know, I'm sorry. And I'm like, I don't need you to apologize. Just let me love you. Right. And yeah. it's, and this is back to unhealthy feminine. And again, that unhealthy feminine arises out of fear. It's like we feel like we don't have support in society. It's a very strange thing. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, and just to go to the extreme, there is a lot of toxic masculinity as well as just the unhealthy masculinity. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It is, you know, depending on where you live and where you grow up, it is common for women to feel frightened and unable to walk home alone at night or, you know, always having to watch their back, always feeling like they're under threat from the masculine energy because that's not healthy masculine that we feel under threat from. It's the toxic masculine. It's the, you know, men who will try and, like, check out women or touch up women because they're feeling like they need to do so to be the big man. And it's like we've grown up with that we live with that and it's a very interesting dynamic that then happens not that i want to put all the blame on men but it is that dynamic that happens it's like well i need to be strong i as a woman need to be dominating and clear and you know break the glass ceiling and be independent and do everything on my own and always give 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 because if i start to receive i might receive some of this toxicity into my world Mm. and it drives so much in this kind of um and it's particularly endorsed by society like women business leaders are not feminine business leaders often like I mean our prime minister one female prime minister in the UK was Margaret Thatcher Mm -hmm. oh no sorry Theresa May I apologise both Mm -hmm. very masculine women Mm. very yeah the iron lady right it's like you couldn't come up with something better than iron I mean iron because she's a badass but it was like you know and for so long the only women that were successful as role models were actually archetypally in their masculine energy Mm. and so a lot of the training ground for females in you know I went to private schools in the UK I was very very lucky but as a girl growing up in those kind of private schools it was like I had to be everything like I had to be the man I didn't have to be the healthy woman and so it's just this training ground where most women 
are crossing into feeling like we need to have masculine energy. And most men either are stepping into toxicity and or doing the aggressive stuff that we've just spoken about, or they feel like they have to almost emasculate themselves yes. to not be threatening to the female. And it's such a soup of mess <laughs> that society's really messed up. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, in talking about emasculating the self, even, and I'm sure some of our listeners, you had a father, that father had a lot of unhealthy masculine, mm and basically broke you. It was like, I am the alpha and you are nothing. And then you're an adult and you still feel like you're nothing. And you're like, well, I'm not stepping into just a healthy masculine energy. And that power, that innate power. Yeah. Mm. And so there's so many different scenarios where things can really get shifted in in not the best way. Yeah. And it's interesting because the other way that the unhealthy feminine can emerge is to really take advantage of the weaker masculine. And it's very manipulative. It can be very, you know, smothering and very kind of like um, willfully getting the man, particularly men in relationships, to do what they want to happen um, Mm. by being, you know, using their feminine wiles to get their way. Um, Selfishly alluring. Right. Is, I, I have like a list. A list, because there's a million words. Yeah, there's, there's so many. So, But it is that manipulation. Yeah. It is using, using the pull look. Like I've just said it, men have to give. The deepest wounding for men is if they feel like they can't give what that person needs. Oh, yeah, which goes back to the, you know, I can't provide. I have to be the sole breadwinner in our family. Right. And that is not the truth. It's not the truth, but energetically, yeah. it's a resonance. Yes. And I would really encourage men to stop trying to be um, hmm, women <laughs> and actually stop thinking, oh, it's not right that I have to be the sole breadwinner. Because, like, somewhere inside your innate primitive DNA, we had a conversation about money yesterday mm. and you were like, I'm not going to let that happen. And I was like, mm, yeah, you're not. You're absolutely not because you're a man and that innate male energy of like providing, giving, being the one who is the support, the strength, the pillar is so much a part of who masculine people have yeah. to be. And it's doing that from a place of love yeah. and softness. Yes. It's not from a place of I have to prove yes. my prove to myself yes. that I can be this thing. Yeah. It's like it only comes from the best parts of you. Yeah. And it's funny actually because that's I was going to say in terms of the male impulse to to provide and to give. Yeah. A, an unhealthy woman can take advantage of that and just like manipulate their way into getting what they want mm-hmm. and what they think they need from the man because we are not stupid we know that there's tricks and tips to like get men to do what we want um and you know flattering their ego playing to all of those kind of like confidence egoy, competitive sides mm-hmm. works or just you know being doe-eyed on instagram apparently i wouldn't know <laughs> <laughs> but yes no doe eyes no doe eyes oh my gosh just leave it to me I'll take care of it you will and that's interesting actually because I was going to say this earlier and you have a lot of feminine softness in you in mm-hmm. a really healthy way I agree I and agree and it's a big part of the reason why I find you so supportive but just to be super clear 
and I'm going to do a really personal share here because it makes a lot of sense and it will illustrate this journey. Um, I have always been the only woman, the only person in my businesses. I've had several businesses. I have been self-employed. I have run a business. I have worked for others, but only in terms of like being the leader. I've always had to do everything and be everything and take everything. And in a way, it's been incredibly masculine. It's been incredibly um, self-sufficient, lone wolf. All the things we've just spoken about mm. for the unhealthy masculine. Because a woman can do healthy masculine, but most yeah. often we will step into unhealthy. And it will be, no, just leave it to me. And it's a little bit of that inability to receive. And you can see how oh, they cross yeah. over. And yeah. that inability to receive means you cross into... Uh, kind of a mercenary attitude of like, it's just me, it's fine, it's all on my, my shoulders. And it, it becomes this drive that is workaholism. Yes, I'll sign up to that club, that's definitely me. <laughs> um, you know, don't like to show my emotions to other people um, and have had a lot of challenges letting people in. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Don't show my emotions to other people. Well, so, in typical kind of well there's two reasons for me personally actually let's be super personal because there's no point in like trying to make a general statement for me i've had a lot of the medical kind of gaslighting situation right where any yeah. sign of weakness any sign of over emotionality particularly in a in a moment where vulnerability was being assessed i actually suffered massive consequences for um all of which I do go into in detail in my memoir because there's a lot of my story that I have left out of yeah. the public domain thus far. Yeah. Um, but so for me, demonstrating weakness literally had life-changing yeah, consequences yeah, yeah. Can that never do it again. Yeah. Um, and so there's that side of it. The other side of it is that I am not, huh, just speaking human design-wise, I'm not a, an emotional person by nature, but I pick up a lot of emotions of other people. And so when I step into a world of emotion, I can find it very overwhelming if I truly let go into that because I feel very deeply a lot of things. And so for me, knowing my own emotional landscape has been tricky. So knowing that I'm allowed to cry, even if it's releasing somebody else's tears, for example, mm. is difficult. And you know that. We've been in like a coaching relationship together for however many months now, eight months, and I don't cry very quickly. Do I? Back me up, Bryce. No, not at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, you really, you I really, really don't. don't. It, yeah. it literally gets to, it has to get to almost a breaking point yeah. before it's released. But yeah. when it, when you do give over, yeah. that's when I have observed that you make the biggest leaps forward. Oh, is when it's like, percent. yeah. Okay, I just I have to stop I with this strategy to. that's not working. Yeah. You know, or, or definitely not serving. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're like, wow, I'm yeah. so actually glad that happened. And it's been it's been huge and transformational for mm. your life. Yes. And I love watching that and being a part of it. It's great. And, I, and that brings us on to the best part of this, which takes us back to why we spoke about like our friendship in the beginning and why this, you know, are you sure you guys aren't in a relationship led to this podcast today? Because that sacred union essence, that kind of um, balance of masculine and feminine isn't, and I don't believe should be, just for intimate and romantic relationships. No, definitely not. The only way our business mm. thrives is by, you know, let's just be super honest, it is my business. 
and you are in my business technically if mm. we're looking at percentages and all that kind of stuff mm. but i'm the female energy and i am the ceo and the kind of science yep. lead and the performance medicine lead but i get to be the female in our dynamic because you have so much capacity to hold and support and defend and it's it's funny i remember in one of our early conversations when i kind of commented about some kind of threatening male energy and you just went into like hulk mode immediately like it was like who is he where is he and how can i like <laughs> how many kneecaps am i permitted to remove <laughs> <laughs> which is lovely for me because having that protector as a friend and a business partner mm-hmm. it just allows me to not need to be so wary in my life and so self-protecting in every room that i go into and you know i've got a lot of history personal traumas and all that kind of stuff which make that happen but also just this kind of being the female i'm always in every room on my own i'm always and it's like i don't have to be in every room on my own anymore and the person that i get to be in those rooms with me is somebody who absolutely is the masculine energy in our relationship who has my back who will defend me absolutely till the cows come home is that an american phrase or is that just a till the cows come home great giddy up (laughs) right um and you you and you will take me when i'm vulnerable and stop me from just driving over it and you do do that Mm -hmm. to the extent of like two days ago i was like i hate that you know me so well because like it's a it's a capacity that you have to be that supporting energy for me particularly and we've spoken about it a lot like i'm difficult to support like i am (laughs) impossible and i'm actually noticing during this podcast that you definitely have like a type of like women who you'll put up within your world and it's like the ones that are impossible to give to really challenging to support it's like you're glutton for punishment i well (laughs) glutton for punishment no i it's it's beautiful and actually what i see or hmm i don't know it's like almost like we're having like a a, 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 a coming to. Um, what I see in those is I see someone who has never truly had that. Mm. That's the way I tend to be naturally. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's I don't necessarily have to do anything other than be there for somebody that I see so much mm. in. Mm. It's like, wow. What a what a gift to be able to give to someone else, and just watch them flourish in that type of holding. Hmm. Um, and it's it's interesting, you know. Earlier we were talking about the you know the CEO, and it is your company, hmm. and I get to be a part of it, which is which is great. I don't have to be the leader just because I'm the male. Hmm. It's like I. I enjoy following. I enjoy learning because I know that it makes me stronger in who I am. Mm. So you stepping up into that with mm. all this this healthy masculine and feminine mm. gives me an opportunity to not have to push. Mm-hmm. I'm, I hope I'm explaining this properly, mm. but not have to, to push myself into an unnatural masculine yeah, state where yeah, I feel yeah. like I need to be doing I feel like it goes back to that thing I need to be doing more I need to be providing I need to be the leader I need to be giving quote unquote the orders yeah. you know about what needs to get done mm. it's like no I actually get to sit back mm. and enjoy the ride I still get to be in my masculine mm-hmm. but I also get to follow mm. at the same time mm-hmm. and I 
It makes everything so much better and easier and way more enjoyable. There's no pressure, mm. no pressure at all. Like it's, it's actually really fun for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it's fun for us both because, you know, I, I get to receive your support and your presence and your um, ability to hold my humanness so I don't I, so I have a place to fall apart and it is relevant for women to know that we do hold the emotions I know I said before that I don't have innate emotions but I do hold emotionality mm-hmm. and for me to have a place to not need to be particularly in healthcare and coaching like you tend to have to have your shit together to hold everyone else's shit like it's just the gig so to have a place where right so to have a place where I can fall apart and be met and supported yeah is super important so I mentioned earlier I've built businesses I can build businesses I've done business I've had a very successful clinic I will have a very successful coaching company even if I didn't work with you Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. and so a lot of people have said to me and you know this and this is really rude people by the way if you've said this to me note that I noted how rude this was but they've said do you really need brace and I it's like I fucking need brace, absolutely. But we had the reframe the other day because I choose to have you in my business because having your energy as part of it. Yeah, you definitely don't need me at all. You you choose, and it's and it's great because we both get to have that dynamic in this relationship, and it strengthens it. It's like yeah, completely. We're choosing each other and to know that the other person doesn't necessarily need you that they choose you because of everything that you are and everything that you've worked on and are doing and the good and the bad and you know where you're strong or where you're weak that is a really great feeling it's Mm. like this person fucking understands me what where do we get that in our world ever ever especially in business especially in business and this is the thing about this business that we are building it has been so easy. Like, we've got a website about to launch that I've built in four days. Like, and this wasn't a janky Wix thing. It was WordPress and coding and like proper yeah. complicated templates. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Um, and it's like... www.unveilenterprises.com. <laughs> oh, yes, because it's going to be out by the time this podcast launches. Yeah. Yes, we can give you the website address, which yeah. is, wasn't tricky to guess. Um, but yes, so it's... It's an interesting thing about how fast this business is is flowing into fruition because we are just in the right relationship to each other and to it. And so to all of those people who are like, well, why would you jet like 9,000 miles across the world? This is why we get to have a sacred friendship that is deeply balanced and deeply mutable. And, you know, we have times when... I need to soften and let you support. And we have times where you need support and I'm stepping up and and helping you. Exactly. And that flow is exactly what is right. This isn't, oh, I'm a woman, I need to be in my femininity. And I've struggled with that a lot. Like, because you see femininity on social media and it's like flowy dresses and half-naked photos and long hair and I don't have any of that. And it's like, does that mean I'm super in my masculine? And I used to think that for a long time. Mm. But actually there's a, mm. a realization that I'm coming to, to when being in relationship with you, which is very much, sure, I have times when I'm too... Uh, stoic in my yes in my nature but actually I I get to be I get to receive I get to be supported um and that feels so much healthier 
so much more nourishing and so much safer. And as we were saying yesterday when we were talking about clients and coaching, safety is the goal. Like, because if you are nervous system safe, you can judge, regulate, assess, respond, everything. Most of life we spend feeling very unsafe. So to have safety for me is why I think this business is flowing remarkably well and it's so exciting i love it <laughs> i love it i'm i'm having a blast like uh, building everything you know uh talking with everyone just seeing what people want what people need mm. where are the holes in the industry that mm. we can fill mm. i mean with our natural ability i mean in episode two we gave you kind of a breakdown of the the premiere it's like okay we get to take your functional medicine background and apply that in a not a whole new way, but in a in a new way mm-hmm. to only enhance someone's experience with coaching right. in their life. Yeah, um, and we get to. Um, I think there's the, there's the, the unspoken truth of being coaches is that a lot of the work is done within just being a regulated nervous system around somebody else's dysregulated nervous system. Yeah. And so for us, when we have this business as our foundation, our personal foundation as well as our professional foundation, it's a regulating space. We get to come back into regulation with one another and around us, which only improves our strengths as coaches to then be the regulated nervous system around our clients. Mm. And that's... You know, I put something on Instagram the other day um, in terms of, um, because I was going through something and we didn't work that afternoon. You stopped and you supported me to go through what I was going through. And it really is, you know, founders who work on themselves as much as we work on the business or on our clients. And that, for me, everything about the way I move through this world is... I can't expect anyone to be anything other than what I am. And that means that if I hope for my clients to be super regulated and centered and progressive and whatever I want for them, I have to be all of that too. And if I want for people to work on themselves, (laughs) kind of have to sign up for that myself. (laughs) Which, as you've witnessed, is not a problem because I just do that all the flipping time. Um, But there is a, there's a, a privilege that I get to have your support to do that now, which is lovely. And it's my pleasure and my honor. And I received the same from you as well. Mm. So, yep, the best of all the worlds. Mm. And, you know, so we've been super personal in this episode, but I hope you kind of have got the sense of the energetics underneath this masculine and feminine stuff. And why is it important? Because... Truth has a resonant frequency. Yeah. So if you are adopting a characteristic or being in an identity or an archetype that isn't innately emanating from your soul and from your essence, you're automatically in mistruth. And actually that creates a frequency as well. And so for me, I'm very interested in authenticity and integrity at all times. And that doesn't just mean with my word or my deeds, it means with my energy. And so if I'm showing up super masculine and trying to do all the things, it's a part of the reason why previous businesses that I've run have been successful, but not fulfilling, because I've been lying, you know? I've been like Mm. lying with my energy. And I love that. It's what do you guys want? Do you want success? You know, and whether it's business, relationships, whatever or 
do you want to be fulfilled mm. in those? Mm. And that is a very, very big, big difference. Mm. And it's a huge part of our ethos at Unveil. It's very much, it's not about how long you can live, how much money's in the bank, how, you know, even the biohacking community, which is like, we're going to live to 180 and be super healthy. And we, I'm having to be very careful with the performance medicine that we're leveraging into this business for the premier, like, options, because it's very sexy and it's very kind of, oh, we can be, like, biohacky and, like, just right, all of that. Right, but let's make it functional for, for what the end goal is right. for the client. And yeah. so there's, that's, these goals... I see that long life, money in the bank, relationship that you're happy with as byproducts. Yes. They're all secondaries mm -hmm. to living mm -hmm. from your essence, living your true life purpose, and feeling so in love with your life that you can't help but be prosperous in every single area financially, relationships, you know, friendships, community just the way the universe works for you and mm. drops things in your lap. All of this is under the, uh, the umbrella of prosperity. Mm -hmm. And so having that authentic expression of self actually gets all the things that you might choose as your external goals. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. Mm. Say somebody's like, okay, I've got a lot of unhealthy masculine, whether it be male, female, mm. however. Um, what would your advice be for someone who's like, I want to shift that within mm -hmm. myself, but I don't know exactly what to do. I see how it's affecting my life mm -hmm. in the wrong way. I see that it is a pattern mm -hmm. that sh has shown up mm -hmm. again and again, and it's not doing me any favors. Mm -hmm. What do I do? Okay, so there's several things here. Um, one, um, I mean, and I'm going to keep it as general as possible, but one, it can be useful to understand why you feel the need to do that in the first place, because there's always a driver yes. behind the stepping into it. Yep. And oftentimes it'll be linked to childhood trauma, big T, little T, you know, parenting, just not quite aligning you in the role models. And the parenting is really important, by the way. So having a healthy masculine role model, super important for healthy masculine energy and, and you know, same for the feminine. Um, so having that comprehension of why it's there in the first place is, is super important. I always believe that this kind of stuff needs to be healed in relationship, which is why I think there's a lot of sacred union couples and intimate relationships together, mm. because mm. this is about the contradiction between the energies. And if you, all you're doing is stepping into your um, toxic masculinity or unhealthy masculinity, it's likely because you don't have a healthy masculine to support you so that you don't have to do it. Yeah. It's like my stepping into my unhealthy masculine energy wasn't through choice or through, you know, I didn't have any other option. Like when you're trying to do what I was trying to do, you just have to do it yourself. Um, so actually recognizing it is the first step and choosing to surround yourself with healthy characteristics of other, the opposite energy or the energy that you're trying to emulate or the energy, the opposite energy to the one you're trying to get back to. So if you're an, a man with unhealthy masculine, you need to surround yourself with both healthy masculine role models and healthy feminine to allow you to give. Because the biggest problem with unhealthy masculine is they're trying to give all the time and all this energy. And if there's only toxic or unhealthy feminine around, they're not receiving. So it just becomes this completely toxic soup of not, not 
right relationship. Yeah. And so surrounding yourself with the and, and it is the kind of thing where you do have to seek this out. You're not going to find it on the street corner. You have to actually recognize that thing within yourself and choose to surround yourself with difference. And let's be super honest, it's really easy to surround yourself with different energies these days. That is why social media exists. You can instantly choose to shift your dynamic your you know echo chamber that you listen to to other role models to other things there's a lot of empowered brotherhoods there's a lot of um you know men's work groups real men who are showing up in their healthy masculine um and it's mostly it's it's absolutely needed and if you're a woman who's showing up with unhealthy masculine you need to surround yourself with healthy masculine so you don't have to do it you can chill out and relax but also healthy feminine as well you know it's it, it isn't right that femininity is just you know long flowy hair and you know stuff like that the feminine is the intuitive uh, emotional impulse it's the creative it's the it's that women know way more than men instinctively it just is part of us and it's very much a, a, a skill set that isn't um, validated or celebrated so actually having that surrounding you is super important and for all the single people out there if you want a relationship same sex opposite sex don't care what type of sexual preference surround yourself with healthy couples there is a reason i choose couples as friends particularly you and your beautiful wife <laughs> because and the shame is we don't get to hang out together enough, but that can change and will change. But I get to surround myself with deep love, deep loving relationships. Yep. And I don't care whether you guys want to class yourselves as sacred union or just whatever. <laughs> you have deep, deep love. Yeah. Um, and it's it's something that for me, I love to be around because it's it's nourishing to my soul. And it gives me, it's not so much a model to follow or like, hashtag couple goals right um but, <laughs> although maybe um <laughs> i'm really not doing myself any favors this podcast um but it is that energetic of um super supportive loving relationship that's been going for a long time yeah. and and that is you know if i can surround myself with enough of that it will eventually be an energy that i'm attracting towards me and i'll get my version yeah what do they say the the five people that yeah, you, you surround yourself of, with yeah, you're the people. average of those guys yeah, yeah. I and mean, we spoke before that's a big reason why i chose to do the course that we did them where we met and i thought i was going to be surrounding myself with like elite level master coaches who were all phenomenal but for me it was the the students the fellow students that really changed my life during that and just to be super clear um i went through some really heavy stuff during that um course and the universe works in beautiful ways. During the time that I was going through really heavy stuff around masculinity and femininity, I was in a small trio group yep. with two other men. Yes. Zach Carlson and Voy, I love you dearly. Yes. Um, yes, gentlemen. Just Very nice. beautiful men who yeah. held me and championed me and really made it clear that I didn't need to get through it by masculining up. I could get through it by feminining through it. And that's a really complicated way to say that, but I hope that made sense. Um, and you. And I had you three as my support staff during a really complicated eight weeks of my life. That tr It got me from South Africa through 10 days of hotel quarantine in the UK and out into the real world again. Um, and I, I needed that level of healthy masculine. And... You know, I still chat with Voy and we have a great friendship. And it's like I have needed to to desensitize my nervous system by having different experiential uh, 
memories of men. Yeah. And that's sometimes the only way to do it. And and I do say this a lot to my coaching clients. It's like sometimes it's deep, like sartori moments of spiritual awakening. Sometimes it's, you know, you find the thing in the past and it just unlocks all the doorways down the chain of the future. But other times it's your nervous system has chosen to remember that this equals this. And the only way to change that memory and that pathway is to repeatedly experience something different where this does not equal that and that takes more time but it's it's beautiful and a lot of the I remember during the beginning of our, our relationship I <laughs> I was like kept giving you outs and you're like I don't want the outs I'm in and it's just my natural pattern was like all men leave me I know he's gonna leave I know he doesn't really care I know it's not and it just you refused to do that and that was my experiential reset same mm. with boy and zach that's pretty amazing mm. thank you for saying that mm. beautiful <laughs> i think we've probably covered all of the yeah no it's been it's been great and and i hope the examples that we've been able to share have made sense and resonated and landed and i'm sure there's a myriad of things that we did not touch on um and we're going to continue to put out these episodes and we will come back to certain topics as we grow and learn and have more experiences. And if you have anything that you would like us to cover, if you want us to talk about anything, yeah. email us. We have an email for this podcast. It's podcast at unveilenterprises.com. You can email us, email us suggestions for topics, email us deep questions at some point in the future i really want to get people on to coach live and if you're interested let us know i don't know the technicalities of all of that yet by the way so it's not an immediate thing but if you're interested in having a brief live coaching session with the both of us we can definitely do that as one of our a, a regular podcast opportunity um yeah and if you're somebody who's in this world and thinks you could have something to offer and want to be on the podcast we are taking interviews as well so yeah whole smorgasbord of stuff I love it. Yeah, the more the more we dip our toes in all the different pools, the more we get to experience our toes do. <laughs> yes, our toes are very happy. Yes, yes. <laughs> so yes, um, and obviously do all the things that you do with podcasts, like subscribe, share. If you think that a friend of yours could benefit from just having our dulcet tones in their ears for a little bit, just send it over um, and and see who you can influence by sharing us with your network. Um, because we're very aware that the ripple effect of what we do is bigger than we realized, as we found out when we released our podcast. It's, um, it's, a, it's been an interesting week for us to realize quite how much we touch people, and that has meant a lot to me, a heck of a lot to mm. me. So, Yes, very, so, very much so. So do all the things. Follow us on social media. Um, we are at Unveil Enterprises. Our individual accounts are also in your podcast app of choice. So just click on them and click follow. And then your beautiful website, www.unveilenterprises.com. <sighs> yes. But for now, I'm Brace Harris. And I am Victoria Fenton. And we are Unveiled.